0: All Around the West, episode 24, Bryce Canyon National Park. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the allaroundthewest.com podcast. This is Scott, and I'll be soon joined by Sue as we talk about our visit to Bryce Canyon National Park. It's been almost 20 years since we visited that park, and we decided to take a a weekend and make a trip down to Bryce and see it again and we were not disappointed and we got the extra uh, adventure of seeing it under a full moon which we'll tell you about and so I hope that you'll enjoy this episode please visit allaroundthewest.com slash podcast24 for the show notes and leave us a comment there if you've been to Bryce and you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Flickr all those places. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the episode. We just got back from a trip to Bryce Canyon National Park. In Utah. In Utah. One of the five national parks in Utah. Every one of them unique, and this one's no exception. It's an amazing canyon. They call it a canyon, but it's not really a canyon, it's an amphitheater. Of hoodoos, what's a hoodoo?
1: <laughs> a stack of rocks, basically, or not a stack, but a rock formation that's vertical and narrow
0: and narrow, thin, right.
1: like a spire.
0: and there are thousands of them in this amphitheater of all sorts of orange, yellow, reddish colors.
1: The park is actually divided into two sections, the northern amphitheater sections that Scott was just mentioning. And then the southern section, which the park literature describes it as having expansive panoramic views, which it does. You can go out to those areas and really see for miles and miles and miles. And then there are also close-up formations, red rock formations as well.
0: They're similar to the others that you see in the northern part, but not as many.
1: Right. It's not that big iconic view that you see the pictures of right. of Bryce Canyon. And an interesting thing that we kind of discovered is that uh, in the summer, which is May to October, there is their time period, uh, there's a park shuttle that runs. It's not mandatory like it is in some other parks. It's voluntary, but the park shuttle only services the northern half of the park, which is the amphitheater area. And so that we visited early May and even still those stops, busy, crowded. The north stops. The north stops yeah. around the amphitheater. The The more, I'm going to air quote, famous sections of the park. The southern section of the park, the other half is only accessible by car and much less crowded.
0: So they do have a they do have a, a bus you can rent not rent you can buy tickets to to take you down to the southern part.
1: Right, it runs two times a day, and it's like a, a tour.
0: So like you, a tour, they you, get you off, you have fifteen minutes, and get you back on, and
1: you're on you that same bus. It's yeah. not a hop on hop off right. like the shuttle. So right. yeah, it will take you down there and back. The just those two times a day, I I felt like we almost had two different experiences in the park.
0: Yeah, yeah. Those the, that bottom part. You, you basically go to the very southern end, just drive all the way down there to Rainbow Point, and then uh, then you come back, going to the stops along the way, because they're on the right hand side of the road as you come back. So it's easy if if you go all down all the way down and then turn around and come back, then you can just turn right into the turnoff and and see it, and then turn back onto the road and keep going, and. Uh, those, those parking lots, man, they're tiny, most of them. There's only a few that I would even call much of a parking lot. Some of them were just simply overlooks. They were just a pullout with no more room for maybe four or five cars.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So your chances are you might not be able to see those things. They might, they might be full.
1: In the really crowded right. time of the summer. Yeah, correct. So it was... It was nice to go in a less crowded time. Mm-hmm. And we were down there. There were several of those uh, different overlooks that we went to. And we were practically the only people there. Uh, there was like one or two other cars there. Sometimes we were the only people there. And so um, I mentioned that one place we stopped, I think it was Farview Point, you could hear the wind going through the pines we were the only people there it was just silent and peaceful and beautiful and just
0: kind of fun to do that yeah
1: very very nice it was so completely different than the experience that we had up at the shuttle so we so we did both we did a car we drove a car down to the southern half and we rode the shuttle in the northern half, so we could kind of have both experiences.
0: So when you mentioned the expansive views that you can see in the southern part uh, down by Rainbow Point, I actually read that you can see into the Four Corners area oh. from there. That's a ways away. Yeah. But that's that's how far you can see. <laughs> Talking about big, wide-open spaces, that's how far you're seeing down there. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing.
1: It. It's again another um testament to how much wide open space there is in the west. Right. Cuz we stood there and there's you could see the little town of Tropic and that was really the only human you could that was sea. actually
0: even further north. We saw that. Oh,
1: you're right. We couldn't see that. The no, south. That's yeah. that was
0: I think that was from Inspiration Point. We saw that.
1: You're right. You couldn't see anything. No, really. nothing. No, nothing. I mean, it was just <laughs>
0: virtually nothing man made. Yeah. <laughs> Except the, the, you know, the railing that's holding you up. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't fall fall over. Uh, when we went down to Rainbow Point, we took this short hike. It's about a mile long, called Bristle Bristle
1: Bristle Cone Pine Bristle Cone Trail
0: Trail and uh that's a very easy trail to do it takes you around a loop takes you by a old bristle cone pine tree which to us looked dead but the the sign there said it was still living 1500 years old to say mm-hmm. really old, really really old yes so that was kind of kind of neat to see uh, so i, I would uh, try it with your car uh, if you can't get parking then you might try going later in the evening or earlier in the morning and seeing if that's better then. I mean, we're here at the early part of the season, so it wasn't much of an issue for us. But you might try earlier or later. The park's open 24-7. I mean, it's open every day. I mean, you can go in any time uh, and and check it out. But you won't be able to see much, obviously, when it's dark. But in the evening, it was still pleasant. And you might be able to see, have some good good experience trying to get parking there.
1: The The later as the sun... Even though the sun's still out, the later it is, the colors aren't as bright.
0: Right, at least at that part. Right, the shadows start to hit, and and uh, you know if you're trying to take pictures and that type of thing, might not be quite as good. Morning's probably better, but but try that if you can't get parking and see or or ride the other bus. It's a, it's a ticket ticket thing you got to buy. So that's neat. Yeah, the two parts. So we, as Sue mentioned, we also did the the shuttle experience where. Uh, as Sue mentioned, there was another park we've been to, Zion National Park, which has instituted that just to help control the traffic inside during the peak seasons. And Bryce has done that as well. And you just need to pay uh, the normal fee like you would normally if you were going in with a car and then show that to the bus driver. They have a parking space, parking lot out in Bryce Canyon City, which is just north of Bryce Canyon National Park. Where you can park your car, hop on the shuttle, and it takes you down into the park. Circles goes all the way down to Bryce Point, and then circles around, comes back, and you can hop on, hop off. It comes every 15 minutes, nominally. <laughs> Take a little longer one time. Nice buses, and uh, it worked pretty well. And uh, that's an easy way to get around the park, and you don't have to worry about driving or trying to find the parking uh, parking space, even in the northern part. Even though the parking lots were bigger. Man, there wasn't a ton. It wasn't like some of the parking lots in other areas, other parks we've been to. So for a busy park, that would be difficult, and I would recommend riding the shuttle. It's free. You just got to pay your normal park park fee to get in as if you were going in, in a car, and then you can do that.
1: Yeah, even with being so early in the season, that northern section, the that amphitheater section, which, um, as I call the, the famous area, which... It, which has the most formations, the most impressive, the largest it's, conglomeration. I mean, it's, it's an
0: amazing yeah, view. Yeah,
1: it's gorgeous. So that area is the area that's uh, serviced by the shuttle. And yeah, even at the really early in the season, it was crowded. There yeah. were tour buses. Right. There were lots of cars that were trying to go to see all those things. We so, saw
0: parking lot parking spaces available, so the parking lots weren't full. But you get in much past where we are, and they're going to be full. Yeah, I'm You're sure after Memorial
1: Day, you would not be able to park in those those parking lots. Right. So to see that the northern area and see the amphitheater, the shuttle would definitely be the best way to go.
0: So we did th- three different hikes in the park. This. This trip, uh, we did the bristlecone loop down at Rainbow Point and then uh, from Sunrise Point.
1: Sunrise Point, yeah. We
0: took one of the trails down and it's called Queen Garden.
1: Queen's Garden Trail. Queen's
0: Garden Trail. So
1: Sunrise Point is in the amphitheater in the northern yeah. part.
0: And and you really need to take one of the trails down into the amphitheater. You get such a different perspective of these amazing sculpted rocks than you do from up above i mean the, the view from above is amazing but now to see them up close and personal and have them towering over you as opposed to looking down at them is is a pretty neat experience so i highly recommend that queen's garden loop is supposed to be the easy and the easy one of the easy trails and it probably was
1: it's not a loop. It's, it's not a, a loop. trail. Sorry, go I said down, loop.
0: It's not a trail. Go down Sorry, not a loop. It's a trail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go down, you come back up. And it, it wasn't horrible. We did it. It wasn't too bad. But it's a, it, it's, you're going down about 300 feet down into the amphitheater and then coming back up. So, And if you don't do that one, do one of the other ones. And if you don't, don't, go, if you don't go down all the way, go down partway and, and just experience those things up close because uh, they're amazing to see from that perspective.
1: So down at the very bottom of Queen's Garden Trail is a famous hoodoo that's called Queen Victoria. So we got down to the bottom, we saw that. And it it was interesting to see, um, as you mentioned, things up close. Uh, it was easier to see windows through some of the, the formations and to see they almost look like little things mini slot canyons you yeah. can see between the diff- the tall narrow formations and um just all the when you when you look at the whole big panorama you see all those vertical rocks and you see that there's spaces between kind of the banks of them but when you're down inside it's amazing to see how they're sculpted out how there's big spaces behind and yeah, it's just. I don't know if we really
0: explained what 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 this whole amphitheater looks like. Have we? No. So we've mentioned these hoodoos. They're it's basically this sandstone and limestone rock, and it's been weathered into thousands of pinnacles and and um, walls and slots and arches and windows uh, that make up the The wall of this amphitheater, and then down into it, and it's it's the the red rock sandstone that Utah and Northern Arizona are famous for and uh, it's just it's a it's a stunning view to see all these uh, all collected together in this one location and, and it's amazing view to see
1: and the different layers of rock I' say were laid down because they're made of different materials mm-hmm. they are different colors right so there's it's striated throughout the whole thing there's a light a light uh yellowish layer pink layer red layer so that's fascinating too to and, see
0: yeah and as they as they weather the 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 rocks from above stain the rocks from below and so there's this smearing of color down the slopes that happens also that is uh it's just it's an it's an amazing view to see. So that was two. We mentioned two of the hikes. There's a third one we did, which they have a rim trail, which takes you along the rim of the amphitheater,
1: where where all the overlooks are. Right. So so because it's they call it a, a canyon. Uh, this amphitheater is a vertical rock wall with all these hood, hoodoos yeah. and spires coming out so you can walk along the top of the the rim of it and that's where all the overlooks are the different points that we've kind of mentioned to be able to look down into the amphitheater
0: yeah and so we went from uh, there's a, a trail that goes from the bryce point um, in the kind of the middle of the park all the way up to sunrise point at the northern end of of uh, the main section of the amphitheater.
1: And Bryce Point has the most stunning view.
0: Yeah, actually, by far. Did you, do you think so?
1: I do. That's I thought
0: Inspiration Point did actually.
1: Oh no, I liked Bryce did Point you? better. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, they're both great. Uh, so when anyway, we walked from Bryce Point to Inspiration Point. It's about a mile and a half. Uh, not a difficult hike at all, and the views all along there were were pretty amazing as well.
1: Yeah, we highly. S- we stopped often to yeah. take pictures because you just every time you you went a little farther. Uh, it, it was, it's kind of a, a big curving half circle right. trail. I mean, that's where the, rim, how the rim goes. So every time you'd get, you know, 20, 30, 40 feet along, you could look and see kind of a different view Right from the, in front of us, behind us. So yeah, we stopped a lot.
0: to as you, look. To as your perspective right. changes, you right. see things differently. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's amazing. In fact, one thing I, I read and we saw too, is that even through the day, uh, the The shadows that are cast by the hoodoos and all these rock formations make it look different. And and so seeing it in morning and seeing it in evening can give you a whole different perspective on it, a whole different view of it. And I also read that, and we didn't get a chance to do that because rain's been far and few between here in Utah for quite a while, that after it rains to look at the uh, rock formations brings out the colors much deeper. And so that would be really interesting to see so anyway, go on one of these go on the rim trail it's pretty easy hike there's short versions there's long versions uh we the sure there's a short version from sunset point to sunrise point half mile pretty easy i didn't think it had as great of views as the one from bryce point to inspiration point definitely if you have an opportunity to go on that uh, mile and a half shouldn't take you you know tremendously long time i do want to caution though that if you got kids with you that there are some steep, steep, steep drop-offs along that, and <laughs> there's no, there's no railing. about these. I mean, you, they're going to be gone. <laughs> if if, if you, it's going to take a while to get them, it isn't like you're going to drop down. So keep just watch your kids. Not just watch them.
1: <laughs> so I'm chuckling because we, yeah, we saw some examples of kids that there were a couple times. I seriously, I mean, I am totally serious. I seriously thought that the kid was going to slide down
0: mom's busy taking a picture not not watching at all the kids and yeah so i I saw this one boy his foot slipped right on the edge and his foot slipped and we went like that yeah
1: so yeah (laughs) Take
0: watch your kids watch your kids yeah uh, your aunt? <laughs> having said that taking them down uh, um, among the hoodoos they will love that and i think they have a better time about coming back out maybe than some of the adults do and and so take them down into that hike and down into the amphitheater they'll love that too it'll that'll be a neat experience for them we did that with our boys uh, almost 20 years ago when we went to bryce for the first time when they and were young. When they were young. And they didn't have any trouble. We were huffing and puffing, but they were fine. Come on, Mom, Dad. Let's get out of here. And we saw that, too.
1: They also have uh, horse and mule uh, rides yep. that you can ride down into the canyon, which we, we haven't done that. We haven't but done. that looks fun.
0: Yeah, that looks fun. And uh, you get to go on different trails than the normal hikers go on. So that would be neat to do. So just as a note, uh, right north of Bryce Canyon National Park is Bryce Canyon City. It's where you can pick up the shuttle. There's also lots of other things to, to do there. There's uh, restaurants, there's hotels, uh, rock shops, western shows, other things uh, to do. And uh, that's right close to the park. I mean, we're talking, you know, five minutes away. That's
1: right outside the entrance. Right outside right. the
0: entrance. So that'd be, that's a good place to go. And, and there's other places, few, a few other places around that you can stay and eat at too.
1: Panguitch isn't that far away, really. And... When you go, uh, like if you stay in Panguitch, we stayed outside of Panguitch, uh, so you to drive to the park, you have to drive through Red Canyon, which is part of the Dixie National Forest. So um, there's a little visitor center there that's operated by the Forest Service because mm-hmm. it's a national forest. There's a lot of hi- hiking trails, and uh, so it's just you just drive through the through the canyon. And it's red rock, and there's some hoodoos. I mean, it's not as impressive as Bryce, but it, it's quite pretty. Drive through, and then you're done, and then you're on your way to Bryce. But that's um, also real, real pretty. Yeah, and today. they say if
0: you don't want to hike a bunch to see uh, the hoodoos and see some of the red rock formations, go through Red Canyon, you can see them there, which is true. However, you can see absolutely plenty by just going to the overlooks that are fairly accessible from. Either the parking lots or from the buses. And you'll have some—you have an amazing experience seeing, seeing this canyon. Yes. Yeah.
1: Without having to do a lot of hiking. Without
0: having to do That's a lot true. of hiking, yeah. There happened to be a full moon on the Saturday uh, that we were at Bryce Canyon. So I got the bright idea that it might be cool to see Bryce Canyon by moonlight. So we went back into the park at about, I don't know, 930 or so. And went to Inspiration Point to check out the canyon under the moonlight. It was pretty cool, wasn't it?
1: It was really fun just to hang out and try to get good pictures and see the the um, amphitheater there with the moon shining. Of course, the colors were not there. You don't see the bright red and orange colors that you do in the daylight. But there was a lot more depth to the hoodoos because there was all the shadows from the moon. So that was interesting. You got a lot more depth of scale from um, in the evening than you did in the daytime. In the daytime, the colors are so bright and intense that that's really a lot of what assaults your eyes is the color and without Assault your the, eyes. <laughs> well, it's just so bright and intense, right? Yeah. So at night, without the color, you could pick out the shapes and better. And um, the shadows behind help define the shapes of the hoodoos. So it was just a totally different experience.
0: They also do a full moon hike. And you can sign up for that at Bryce Canyon Lodge. And when there's a full moon, then the rangers. Uh, Will take you down into the canyon during the full moon and let you experience things. And they say that's quite an experience. We decided not to to do that. Uh, wasn't quite sure how far and how long. They have some some requirements you have to meet. Um, but I'm sure that would be a great experience. We actually thought about walking down in among just ourselves among the hoodoos um, at under the full moon just by ourselves, but weren't sure we were quite prepared for that. It was it, cold. Yeah, it, it was quite chilly. Uh, you know, you're up at uh, you know eight nine thousand feet, and it, it was getting pretty chilly. So, wasn't we sure we were quite ready for that. But that would have been a neat experience to go down in there and see the see all the shadows and and how the things looked down up close and personal at nighttime. We were the only. Well, there was one other group that came short time while we were there, um, but that was it. I kind of expected to be a few more people, but we had the whole whole viewpoint to ourselves really, and that was kind of neat too.
1: It was. It, it was also just really interesting to just experience the solitude and the quiet mm-hmm. and the stillness. It was just a really, really neat experience.
0: Uh, occasionally we could hear an, a sound or two and we could see a flashlight, you know, across the, the amphitheater where I think somebody else was hiking down in. To, to the canyon so but there wasn't much else uh, going on and it wasn't really that late we went there for about an hour i think 9:30 about 10:30 left about 10:30 so if you're there around the full moon time you got a couple of things you could you could do there you could go uh, try to sign up for the full moon hike or you could just go visit yourself and that's a neat experience as well
1: lots of stars to see in the clear sky and yeah, yeah
0: so right so so that's neat too cuz there's not a lot of light pollution in that area so uh a couple of places we went in Bryce Canyon, there's a part of the of the park that is before you get into where you have to pay. It's called Fairyland Point that overlooks Fairyland Canyon. And it's a uh, similar, it has some similar formations, not quite as many. Uh, it's a newer part of the park, um, newer, that's, that's a relative sense, right? Newer in
1: geological time. In
0: geological time, you know, which we're talking about thousands of years, right? Uh, One of the neat things about this is that you don't have to pay to get in. So if you just want to, if you're having a quick drive by and just want to see a little bit of the park, kind of like the Red Canyon area, head to the Fairyland Point. Now there is a trick to getting there once you know the trick.
1: So it's it's on as you're driving into the entrance, it's on the left hand side of the road, and there's not a sign because you have to cross traffic to get there. So as you're driving out of the park, it's on your right and there's a sign. But as you're coming in, it's on the left, and there isn't a sign. So when you see a road to the left, you need to just go to the left, even though there's not a sign, and it takes you down there to the point.
0: So right after you see the, past the uh, entrance to the park where they have the big Bryce Canyon National Park sign, first road on your left, and that will take you into it. And then the other area is on the eastern side of the park. It's uh, a hike, a small hike up to Mossy Cave. Uh, This is a cave. Uh, It's a cave in a kind of a general sense. It's not maybe what we typically think of as a cave. It's a bit of an overlook, and it has some seeps and some uh, places where water regularly comes down. So a fair amount of moss has grown there. Uh, So there's a small hike, very, very easy. It walks along a stream that was built by the pioneers for irrigation and eventually leads. And this was maybe the more interesting thing to see. Uh, to a a, a wall, small waterfall. Oh, it's probably, I don't know, 10, 20 feet high maybe. But it's right over some red rock and really uh, kind of a pretty sight. And uh, it, it, that would be neat to go to. And you also see some hoodoos, some of the formations there as you walk along also. So you can see them in that part. You don't have to pay to go to this either. It's right off of Highly, Highway 12, which goes through the northern end of the park. So easy to go to as well.
1: And back to Furryland Canyon, it's... Um... It's worth seeing because it's a totally different experience than what you see in the main part of the park, the amphitheater area. The amphitheater is huge and wide and massive, and the Fairland Canyon is much more intimate. It's just a small bowl with um, the, some of the same-looking formations, but because it's small... It uh, gives you a different a different view, kind of a different idea of the park and those those uh, formations. So it's worth worth seeing. Yeah.
0: So anyway, I hope that you will take some time, if you are in the area, and visit Bryce Canyon National Park. Uh, it was a great experience, and uh, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of All Around the West, the allaroundthewest.com podcast podcast. Please go to iTunes and leave us a rating or review if you've enjoyed this podcast. And I think that's it for this episode. I'm Scott. I'm Sue. And this is the podcast for allaroundthewest.com.
1: Where's your next adventure?